I can't believe it's about to start. Imagine Carrie. Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins. And the man behind the computers, our producer, Jish Swish. And this is the Golf Guys. Cheers. Hey, Eric. Happy anniversary. Four years ago for this tournament, I think, we started this wow. thing. And we've barely gotten any better. <laughs> <laughs> we've barely grown any more than we did. And we've spent hours every week doing this for about zero dollars. But if, hey, we've had some fun. We've done some things. And now we have a real sponsor. Read the ad. We do. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube ruin you. <laughs> Guys, it's Valentine's Day in less than 30 days. And our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for that special occasion. It's time for you to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. So with our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GOLFGUYS20 for 20% off plus free shipping. Let me say that one more time. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GOLFGUYS20. That's one word, GOLFGUYS20, for 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Hey, thank you for being here. And if you are here live which we do this each and every tuesday live on the internet for some reason uh you can comment along using youtube but you must subscribe ha 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 gotcha you gotta subscribe it's gonna be a fun show you want to be able to interact so you better subscribe content hey what content we consumed that's something we'll begin the program with each and every week we're going to talk about course history recent form grass <laughs> Josh is now a famous model that he's gaining a huge following over. Strategy building lineups. You're going to show each other our rosters and talk some shit to each other. And we're going to do much more than that. I've got a fun filled program. So we better get going. My gosh, we're running late already because the Preferred Lines podcast ran a little late because Joe Idoni did a magic trick at the end. Oh, go find that. Um, it's fun. Hey. Quagnus, I wanted to tell you about a guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His name is Rick Gaiman. His name on Twitter is Rick Rungood, and he actually probably does the only thing you need to listen to. Or, or don't listen to it because everybody listens to it because it's so good. And then you will be led by listening. So maybe you don't want to listen to this good thing that Rick Rengood does this week. Every week he does a, like opens up the thing. He kind of does the first look. He goes through his model. I, you know, I find it very informative. So did you consume any content Quagnus? Well, first let me say Rick's been doing that for years, right? Very good at it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's very good at it. Like, uh, why you know, would you listen to us? <laughs> You've got it. Or anybody like, else. Right. I mean, he's had a professional setup since, I don't know, since the first time I saw him do it. But yeah, yeah like no, uh, I, what I was going to throw in this week is a, a content that I really have enjoyed ingesting, no matter the pick or whatever, is Ben Coley's article 
yeah. is always just a fun read. You can tell he's a super smart guy with the way that he writes and his reasonings are, you know, we, we talk about the fact that, you know, have your own reasonings. He has his own reasonings. And he's good. Uh, he picks, a, a, he picks winners. Oh, he picks winners and he gives, you know, uh, so it's, it's, just, I mean, if you're looking for entertainment, which you should be coming at all of your pieces of content for, I get, I think it's a fun read. I look forward to it every week and it's free. I mean, he puts some time into this stuff and it's free. So you're not getting scammed. You know, huh. not and you don't even have to read it. You just look for the names that he says at the bottom, which I do occasionally. Yeah. yeah sometimes I mean... you just scroll to the bottom on his article. Ben Coley, he's at <laughs> Ben Coley Golfer or something on Twitter. You'll find him. Jish Swish is at Jish Swish on Twitter. And Jish Swish, who did you consume? Did you do you consume any content? We're bringing you on, Jish. You're on. I got a I got a crack first here. There you go. McGolden Light, of course. To start. I just took a sip. You, you so asked me who I consumed. Is that why was that? Yeah, my speak a little closer. Other than uh, the, the you asked me who I consumed. Is that was that was yeah? Your <laughs> what kind of content are you consuming lately? I was tuned out. I was I was trying to do my producer job in the background here. Uh, you know what content I did consume is uh, my own model that I spent a lot of time on. So <laughs> okay, we're gonna get to your model, Josh. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, good. We're gonna get to your model. We'll remove you until then. Just kidding. We, can't, we don't have to. This is a fun thing. Uh, but at the same time, okay, let's talk about the next topic. And uh, oh, oh, actually, wanted to give a shout out real quick to Scott Stewart Stewie. Uh, the guy, he wins a lot of money doing this drafting stuff. He'll retweet you. Um, but he's good at uh, the Amex, particularly this week. One GPP two years ago. He won a hashtag mega profit. Uh, Stewie, this is hit your week, buddy. If you're in the chat, let us know who you are picking because we'd love to tell you. You are the Amex Whisperer, Scott Stewart. Love him. Now, shout out again to my guy, Chris Durrell, Jagerbombs underscore nine on Twitter. His killer spreadsheet. Uh, it's only five bucks. So I think a month. <laughs> so you get four of them for five bucks. What the hell? Go to find Chris Durrell on Patreon. Those are the names, and those are the things we consume. But then, now, guys, did you win any money off of consuming any content from last week? Because I didn't win any money. I well, I, I didn't lose much, so that's oh. that's a winning week. Yeah, I that's think good. we've all did you play with a lot or play with much? No, no, I I, I think I had about twenty bucks exposure, and and I think I won like eighteen. I got so I lost two bucks. So it's okay. Three. Well. Is that because your model of course history in recent form dominated and you had Charles Howell the third instead of Furick? Because you did decide <laughs> to tweak your lineup at the last second, pick Furick out, put yeah, Howell in. Yeah, I did. I did. I, you wanted to get into that now or, or later? Or, or, no, or I just don't. I mean, I, so I wanted to ask you about your model, your course history model. Sure. How far back are we looking at course history? Because we have a friend, FanshareSports.com. They've got course history. We've got some people that have course history. But you could go back as far as 1999 when Jim Furyk was dominating on tour and use that course history. Are we doing that? Or where do you cut it off? Well, I mean, you know, we are fans of Fantasy National, uh, FantasyNationalGolfClub.com here. And so I kind of look at what – they give you as far as you know how far back you know as far as rounds how many rounds do these guys have at this tournament especially this week 
with this three course rotation. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just look at that. You know, if I if I see a bunch of discrepancies, like oh, 35 rounds and then six rounds, maybe I'll do a little limitation. And you have that option if you want to do that on the on the website, which is great about the website. Uh, so, but but with what I've been seeing with the Amex, I mean, I just I just said all rounds. This week's all rounds. All rounds ever? Well, so all rounds ever at the Amex. Like 100, 200 rounds? No, and there's not. Well, on Fantasy National, it, it doesn't go back 100, 200 rounds. It's it goes like, back to like 2014. And that's or, fine with me. Or even longer. Josh, is that crazy to do? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't even oh. have an explanation. Just, yep. I mean, if a guy likes a course, they like the course. Why? I mean, why do they like the course? There's just three courses. So long ago, it the the people go in there with bulldozers and change the whole thing around every two years. We know this, right? Dude, dude, I I shoot my best rounds at the same course in town over and over again. Doesn't matter what year it was. Oh, Josh, should we talk about dumbasses on Twitter comparing themselves to PGR Tour pros like Martin just did? <laughs> it's, it's one of my it's one of my favorite bits of all time. Eric, I don't know if you know about this, but I almost every week I, I look around Twitter and find uh, blue checkmark golf people that are that are comparing themselves to professional golfers. Yeah, no, uh, I didn't. The last yeah. five years is plenty far back, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah sure <laughs> it is. I it agree. Is. The guy is totally a different human being. I mean, he could have had no kids and been able to golf all the time, and now he has three kids and can never golf. I mean, that was me five years ago, and now I have no kids, or I had no kids, and now I have three kids. It's terrible. Uh, same with recent form. So are you going to, like, I mean, recent form, okay? This is a controversial topic, dude, because I have always said they only they have so much wax. They're candles. These people, their ability to play good golf is a candle. And as it burns, you lose your wax, and then it's gone. And all of a sudden, the dude has no wick, and it's just a mush mash pile of mat- wax, and he's bad at golf. And that's what happens. So when do you when do you decide? Oh, like Seamus Power this week? <clears throat> Did the is a, is his candle burning out, and it's almost burnt out, and he's about to burn out, or is this like does he have wax left? Where where do you look? Do you like this wax analogy? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I love I love the wax analogy. I think that we're in the perfect time of year to be looking at because we've only got two tournaments and one of them, you know, the tournament of championships. I don't know. You can even throw that out. We've had yeah. one, you know, uh, we've had one 36 hole cut tournament. Mm-hmm. And so we're not having to look at I, I everything before then you throw out. Don't look. Don't look at shit in November. Of course not. If you are. We're not. We're not factoring fall swing. No, dude. Well, these guys. Recent form. There is no recent form then. Well, there is. That's why I love this time period is because we have, like, you know, a lot of the same guys coming in. Yeah, some guys are coming out. I got a lot of black spots in my model of people that don't have any form right now. And, you know, there's going to be a question mark there. But but I like to, you know, weigh in what happened at the Sony. Okay, so then you want to factor in. If they were bad at Sony, you're not clicking them. So we're not going back to Sungjae. We're not using answer, even though they fit the course better here. Well, I this is going to you know bring us to a further discussion about having amnesia as well. I mean, I like to see recent form, but if a guy misses a cut and they're a guy that you like and you think that they fit the course well, we've always believed in this that 
you know, a, a miscut doesn't mean that they suck. I mean, come on. You already said I have to take Hoagie this week again. He yeah. shot a 66 on on uh, Thursday, and then he shot like a 72 or 3 or something on 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 Friday. So should I go back to him? He's played well here before. Yes, I will. I okay. vow it. Josh, we want to ask you, though, because how did the model work for you? You're working on tweeting out a model each week based on approaches from different golfers with different distances off the tee, and therefore right. they'd have different opportunities, and their odds are getting into the fairway or getting into the rough. You're factoring all this together. you got a computer nerd route now working for you, crunching numbers in the computer lab. <laughs> Or what's going on with this model? How did it? How did the names? Did they spit out some good names first week? It was. I think it was all right. Um, the top four guys in the tournament were in the top twenty-five. Feels like that's pretty good. Not bad. Um, really good. Had I think it was Hideki, Henley, Power, and Kiz. Those were the guys. Top Ooh. four. Okay. Uh, so it, again, the top 25, 70 percent of them about made the cut, and that's doesn't matter what price they were on DK. So um, okay. there's so like there's 10 no of them that made the top 20. You're not it's tweaking good, at thought. all because it's re it's revealed answers. What's that? What's that? Are you uh, making any tweaks to your model? Or are you improving this at all? Because it seems to me like it's going great. Why would you Why would you make any uh, changes? I'm not tweaking anything. Okay. Uh, I think there's more things you can put in it. I okay. think you can... Um, I think you can look at like hole or course difficulty. I think you can probably build that in. Hmm. Uh, I think you can think about how how weather might impact uh, the play, uh, yeah. and taking that too. What what tea times people have and how weather might impact that. So, okay. um, I think there's more stuff you can put in it, but I'm not I'm not touching it now. I'm gonna. I'm going to back test it a little bit. And, you got some uh, feedback about that. Now, uh, <laughs> actually, you got some yeah. feedback from the Gup himself. Do I you, did, yeah. Do you take offense to him <laughs> saying what he said? I don't I don't take offense to uh to much or anything. Good. I'll I'll take any critiques. Uh however I can make it better, I'm, I'm in. So Because he said, now Gup's Gup corner guy, he's been doing this for 6 years, bro. Six years, it sounds like. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I might have. It to, sounds like I you're on something though, few, because if Gup does it. I think I think I'll have to learn some things from him. I Maybe might, we'll I have him on explain his model. <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs> come on. All right, now, all right. So you did tell me though that you have this guy that's helping you make it easier. So that might help. Possibly, yeah. So the way I'm doing it is, I'm just. I'm just grabbing stuff and pulling it into Excel and it's, it's relatively manual. Um, but I mean, you can, you can use coding languages and then scrape the data off the internet, which is, you know, what he told me that he was doing. Um, so I'm going to try and learn a little bit more about that and totally. make it faster, be able to take more data in, you know, that probably can yeah. scrape weather and stuff and pull that in might be super so, easy. So how long did, how long did the thing take you this week with three courses? Did you factor the three courses? Uh, I did so all three courses this week. Uh, only one of them has the shot tracer, so I right. I wasn't able to go to the other courses and be like, oh, Sungjae laid up on four holes here, so and right. you can't do that. But you can you can look at the hole and be like, okay, this it narrows to like ten yards. They're not gonna hit it all the way up there, so you can do that a little bit. Um, so I did that. Um, yeah, all three courses I pulled in, which. 
that's the reason I actually ran the models. If if I couldn't figure out what was happening on the other two courses, I probably wouldn't have. Um, but I think since you can kind of see it from from GPS and stuff pulled in in all three courses, probably will make it a little more valuable because I think um, I think most people when they're looking at this tournament, looking at the the course, they're just looking at the one you can see shot tracer data on. Look at you with the, the thousand eighty followers. That's right. Yeah, one oh K club. Uh, how many tax services have you received off of this? Wow. I, I have got I have got some messages to do taxes. If Dude, you're that is amazing. Need your taxes done, shoot me All right, a DM. now, okay. Here, here are the names. We don't care. Well, we do like your cute picture of your lovely bride there, Brittany. So we know her, but we don't care about her as much as we care about the names that are on this list. So, Russell Henley? Are you fucking kidding me? Here, here's. I'm a little nervous about this. That is great. Uh, I'm more nervous that John Rahm's 13th on this list. Mm. Um, you may need to tweak your model for sure. <laughs> that's what I thought. I, I I ran the model. I'm like, oh, shit. This model might not be very good. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to. Maybe this just means you need to fade the TPG, the top price guy, John Rahm. Don't use the 11.3 John Rahm. And maybe you use, go back to Russell Henley. I think Russell Henley's ownership is going to be like, seven percent like no one's gonna it do might. one and look at Eric, it. are you are you fading the top price guy john rom i oh, already know the answer but you can tell us john john martins is oh. for sure i don't know my you know no? i've always i've always loved the top price golfer you know that i mean how can they not win all right, well, before we get to Martin's dumb lineup that he obviously has ramen because he didn't want to say no uh did you see <laughs> who's does. there this third Eric, the guy, our guy, James Hahn. I saw that. Oh, my James God. Hahn. Dude, that's amazing. How? James Hahn. We got into a Twitter beef with James Hahn at one point. <laughs> about four years ago, James tweeted something stupid, and I commented about it, and then he chose to come at us. It was weird. But then now he follows us, and he's our friend. So whatever. Either way, James Hahn is third. This is a dumb model for sure. You think so? If James Hahn is third. What what happens if James Hahn wins? Then your model, I will fucking use it forever. <laughs> but you don't have make Wolf. pay for it if you, you don't win. have Wolf. How do you not have Wolf? I I'm guessing Wolf isn't on there because he doesn't hit very good irons. Because he's not good at golf. He might not be good at golf either. Okay. <laughs> well, you can go to Jish Swish on Twitter and you can look at these names yourself. That's the uh, names. The I love model. that model. Now, I wanted to Thank ask you, you boys. Uh, well, I, uh, maybe I'll ask you, Josh. Did you factor grass type? Into uh, no, I don't really factor in putting at all, ever. But, um, but the grass is all over. So, like, I feel like certain guys are more prone to enjoying playing better at certain on certain grasses in certain types of or parts of the country. Am I crazy to think that? I. Uh, I don't know. Maybe um, I just I, like I don't even know how much it how much how much it matters. If it are people really that much better where they're gonna go to one surface and they can win, and they're on a different surface that's a similar course, and then they Josh don't. obviously so? it matters. If there are people on Twitter this yeah. week <laughs> having controversies about it, caring about it so deeply that they're calling the superintendent of a country club somewhere in California. 
and finding out information about the Poa granules and the dormant Bermuda and like all the overseed and all this crap. It's like, does this really matter? Apparently, this matters so much. I guess. I, so you have I don't, to. I don't look at the grass stats, but maybe somebody can change my mind. But I just don't think it really matters. But I, putting's random. The greens are all different everywhere you go. I just, I don't know how significant it is to to me. I don't know. Well, you guys can change can my we, mind if you want. Can we just admit that these are professional golfers? If they're showing up at at uh, a place where they're uncomfortable with the greens, like first off, why? And secondly, like. Get better then, dude. You get paid to like you get like three days of free golf to just prepare for this tournament. What's going on here? I don't understand. But I get it too. I mean, like you and I, we don't golf Bermuda ever. We we putt on Bencrass here in Minnesota and North Dakota. And I know the couple of times when I was in Florida like ten years ago, and when I played in Mexico like at, uh, uh, over the course of a honeymoon vacation with my wife. Yeah, I I didn't putt that well because it was a little weird looking, and and it didn't. It, you know, I was. Oh, yeah. probably, yeah, I was playing on rented clubs too, and I suck. But <laughs> you know, aside from those factors, were I, they at least lefties? Yeah, yeah, they were lefties. Jesus, <laughs> well, that wouldn't be a big factor. All right, let's switch back to a little bit of strategy here. Now, the the game theory bros the last two weeks had to watch as the chalk <laughs> basically hit big time. I mean, what happened there, uh, Cameron Smith? 33% owned, most owned, and a lot of things wins. Russell Henley basically won the tournament as the second most owned. We all know this now. Chalk doesn't fucking matter. Nobody knows anything. Why? Why? What, what's? Why does? Why does ownership even matter? Why are we even talking about this? You asking me or who you asking? You hate ownership. You don't even care. Josh doesn't care either. So I don't. I, I, I don't what? care either. Now, the best narrative team last week, so I do 20 narrative teams, and I put them into the quarter arcade, and I see, hey, which one is going to be the best here based on how, what people are telling me? The contrarian, unwanted team was my best team on a week that Chalk lost in the playoff. So what do you do there? What do you, you know, Chalk hits, I guess, sort of. One, one guy hits because and he's chalk. One guy hits and he's not chalk. One guy hits, he's chalk. One guy hits, he's not chalk. We did this so long, Eric. We did the Sunday night pods where we reviewed the lineups, the winning lineups. We reviewed the score of the lineups. We reviewed the people that were owned. And we're like, oh, this dude. It, it is crazy because you just decide what you, whatever you want to see, you you see. This is politics. You know this, Eric. Whatever, however you want to hear it, you hear it the way you want to hear it. You see. Oh, Russell Henley, uh, Chalk Guy wins. Chalk Guy's best. Chalk's the best. Well, Hideki was the pivot. The only pivot that you should have taken in the 10K range, and he fucking actually won. So, and you probably should have taken the Henley Chalk and the Hideki pivot and used them together. Which some people did, and they won a lot of money. It's also what inspired my uh, uh, dice method there that I was doing for a while, that which I was... Method. I was I was thinking about resurrecting that again. Yes, for a few tournaments, just for fun. You know, it's yeah. it's for fun. It's I'll do it in the quarter arcade or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like basically it's price pointing. Like instead of mm -hmm. you know, and maybe you take into like an ownership projection where it's like, look at all these names in the upper. You know, like okay, I'll roll the dice on some of these other ones. I, it's 
Yeah. So you're right. I, I don't think ownership matters, but you know, some people did well with Svensson, who was like 6,400 and not owned. You know, how did they know? And, you know, so you have that one, but you're taking a tremendous amount of risk with the $6,400.6% on Adam Svensson, you know, and he did well. So it was good. Um, it depends on the contest you're in. Hello. Um, but also, chalk is edible. Yeah. It's sometimes delicious. So don't be afraid to eat the chalk. Like, who cares? And if you are in a giant GPP, it is harder to stomach chalk, but it's also easier to find a pivot, too. Like, find a pivot. Let's make lineups. How do you make a lineup? What, how many lineups should you make? Eric, how many lineups do you make a week? Well, for the last like two years, we were making like 21 lineups, 20 lineups. And then this year we decided that's all wasted time and money. And so I'm making like three <laughs> this year. And I had, I had a fun sweat for a little bit there on like with your three with no, with actually I only made one last week and I had a fun sweat. And I don't care if it's on a Thursday afternoon or Friday morning. It's kind of cool to see your shit cashing for mega profits, even though you know it's not going to, you know. Josh, how many lineups are you making every week? Uh, this this week I've just done one. The last few weeks I've just done one. I mean, three-course rotation, the other small limited fields just doesn't feel like a – doesn't feel like the time to start dumping massive lineups in when it feels like a crapshoot. Um, once we get it next week, I'll probably play 20 at uh, Tory next week, right? Oh, yep, Tory. Yeah, I play 20 there, but hey, we, we got some history there, Eric. Yeah, we do. I won a GPP on the farmer's insurance open, but at the same time, now do you want to play for a $100? No, 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 I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. No, uh, you don't need to. I mean, it's you could. But you don't need to. Do you? Should you play for play in the cash where you basically double the double ups or where you're like playing it safe and you get you know you put in twenty five and if you're the top fifty percent you get twenty five bucks on top of your twenty five and you win. You I think you. Well, let me let me. You like yeah, those contests? I do, and I think what Josh said. I think depending on the week and how you feel about the field. <clears throat> And this is something that a friend of mine used to say who was like a major NFL gambler uh, on DraftKings is that some weeks he would risk thousands and other weeks he wouldn't play at all because it all depended on the slate and what was going on with the pricing and the, and, the, and the matchups and everything. Some weeks, I mean, that shows like a tremendous amount of uh, control with your gambling. You That's know? a real gambler. But yeah, like he'd literally not play a week and then, then he'd go all in on, you know, whatever on – on another week and it would all just depend on a slate for him. And I was always like, you don't play every week. And then I'm now I'm thinking about it. Josh is like, yeah, I played one lineup and I'll do 20 because I like this next tournament. I think that's a good idea. And I think you should approach that for GPP and cash. Maybe this is a week where you're like, I have no idea who the punts are, but I think I know who uh, are going to be okay. And so maybe you should do $25. Double oh, fuck cash, week. dude. Cash is so stupid. I mean, cash is stupid. I yeah. just did a cash lineup just to do it. Or I did my league lineup in cash. I missed doubling up by 1.5 points <laughs> so uh it feels less fun my, to me my bubble i was like how is this not on i was literally i think i was like, <laughs> second to not cashing or whatever is hilariously stupid so don't do that 
Should you, Eric, play every single lineup that you make in the giant GPPs in case you hit the nuts? Do you care about that kind of stuff? Does this bother you if you were to only win $5,000? I thought about this a lot, and I don't know what – I don't know what I don't know what sweet spots doing as far as like putting just individual lineups in some of these like you know listener leagues. <laughs> sweet spot yeah, yeah, sweet spot DFS. But and and he explained it to me on Twitter, and that was good. I'm glad we had a nice conversation on there. But I think you gotta. I mean, if you're making single bullets, you gotta kind of throw them in there. I made listen twenty lineups. I always had the league lineup in one of those twenty lineups. You gotta have your single bullets have to be in those other ones. I don't I don't know how you justify not. What well, I mean, if you're gonna pay fifteen for like the Pat Mayo experience, why not throw it another five on it? Right. Or, or another just don't one. make so don't make more lineups, like just make less lineups or whatever. Because then 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 Eric, you can avoid the potential of all this problem, the potential of tilt. And how do we avoid tilt? What's the best strategy to avoiding tilt, Eric? I think this is something that you wanted to talk about the most this week because you had Furick in your lineup and you decided <laughs> at the last second to take him out. And Furick opened last week with an eight under par hole in one on the 17th hole and was the leader. And you told me you, you truly told me you said you texted me. I don't have any tilt over this. I don't care. This doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'm like, how is this not bothering you? Why did you switch? You idiot. <laughs> now you're tilted. And you're like, no, because by Sunday he'll suck. And I'm like, ah, we'll see. But I would love to have eight under par, hole-in-one Jim Furyk in my lineup at 2%, 0% own, 6,400, 200, whatever he was. I would have loved to have that in my lineup. But you say, no, no, no. I don't bother. That doesn't bother me. Did it bother you for real? It Well, for, for like a minute. And then I was like, okay, this is Jim Furyk. This is what these people do. This is everybody wins the tournament on fucking Thursday. We know it. I text you. I get tilted. You know, you everybody know. wins the third. Now won the tournament this week. He did. Uh, the week before uh, Hovland won the tournament. Who I ha- didn't have. Everybody. He barely, he was, he was like all the people that we fade are winning the tournament on Thursday. And then they're not relevant by, by Sunday because. That's how it goes. I mean, Bagels is right. Don't tweet about this shit on Thursday. Does he still care about that? I don't know. He doesn't. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Does he? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think he wants to tweet you at all. Tweet yeah, him don't at tweet all anymore. until Sunday night when it's over. <laughs> Which is a good idea because this is a this is a seventy two hole tournament and yeah, eighteen hole is eighteen holes is nothing. Kirchner was declaring Henley won, and he was like, "God damn it, Henley won! God damn it!" And was like, "Dude, you're that's so lame." That reveals you as a loser when you do that. <laughs> like you are totally tilting. You are mad. You are using Twitter to vent. Like go write it down on a piece of paper, crumble it up, and throw it in the garbage. Like they used to do in 1965. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, no. To avoid tilt, though, you need to not listen to anyone because no one knows shit about anything. No one can fucking tell you who's gonna win. The dude himself who is on the practice range or walking to the tee box on Thursday may or may not know how well he's going to do. Probably thinks he's going to do poorly and maybe do good. So the guy himself, 
that's the golfer doesn't know what you're doing. So the tout, the people that are telling you, they're writing the articles, they're tweeting shit. They don't know anything. They're just doing things to sound smart to gain Twitter followers. Truly. And most of these people are just regurgitating what they have heard because they're either new to this shit. They're young. They haven't been beaten down over 10 years of losing money at this stuff to know now that nobody knows anything and no one's an expert in hashtag ex- not experts. <laughs> we used to pretend. The only reason, though, is because these people lack confidence in what they're saying. So then they go to this guy that they're like, oh, this guy said it. We used to do the same thing, Eric. We used to say all the things about strokes gate and you know <laughs> I don't want to make fun of these people for doing what they're doing because they have to do this stuff because this is just what they do. I mean they have to create content, they have to lie to put you to buy their subscription, to think that their service will help you and provide you answers and they have to mislead the weak and the vulnerable because they want to take the money from your wallet and they put it into their wallet and then they use their <laughs> that money to lose money gambling. <laughs> what an awful, awful <laughs> cycle. That is literally it. My brother was a tout for a while. It's sad. He worked for Tim Donaghy. I know how this all goes. I'm 37. I'm 37 like next month. So like I'm not young. I look young. But and like we've lost a lot of money. Been to Vegas many times. <laughs> but yeah, just do this for fun. My God, we talked about that. We that we're, are we the only ones who say that, or are we or people are coming around to this? I think. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we have been saying that for a long time now. You got to do this for fun. We get mocked by Saul. Remember when he mocked you for gambling for five dollars on something? Like, like they do. Come on, man. Just, like, great. I'd mock me too, because like, dude, five dollars? Can't you bet more? I probably can bet more, but like, I know I'm gonna lose. Like, I know it. And they know they're gonna lose, and they're angry that you're promoting the fact that you're being only responsible only like somewhat less dumb about wasting five dollars mm-hmm. instead of like a thousand dollars right or whatever the fuck he's you know who knows now it's not necessarily less of a risk to gamble the way they do because they're going against the same idiots at a, that level i'm just going at it at a different level but like i don't have any expectation they truly might have expectations like oh I, I you know I should be able to win I have I I watch golf I I have models and I know stats so I should be able to win and like most of these people do win at NFL or NBA or whatever like the things that have controllable factors we've talked about this a thousand times the the field is the same you know the quarterback going in. I mean, you know, the general game plan of these NFL teams and how often they're going to use someone. And even after knowing all that stuff and having studied that stuff so much and you only have 16 games of that shit, I mean, they still get it wrong. So then now you're going to go to golf and you're going to apply the same kind of things to golf. Well, no, unfortunately, that's this is just hilariously impossible to predict. So like, don't do it. And then. Or have less of an expectation. So, like Joe and Rick, and those, you know, they truly do probably know more, and they may or may not they they have access to things, and I mean, they're probably more knowledgeable than you are, and they all admit that's the best part is about Joe and Rick, and even Pat Mayo and everyone. They're admitting this is just for fun, and I don't actually know how to predict, and this is athlete performance, and so they actually warn people where. Some people, 
they're taking themselves a little too seriously. They're not because they want the vulnerable. They want the weak minded to come and take dollars and put it into their wallets. So don't do that. Don't do that. Um, Should we risk taking unknown flyers? What I mean is it's hard to predict a good golfer is going to be good. Like last week I had Sung J.M. How could he be bad? 14 cuts in a row. And then he's bad. My most expensive golfer on my roster. And he's the only one that missed the cut. So then now we're going to go into the 6K range. And we're going to predict these bad golfers are going to be good. We can't even predict the good golfers being good. Now, we're, that's a whole nother level to go. To the, should we do this? Should we predict unknown flyers? Just swish. Are you doing that? Or are you going more solid? Uh, in tournaments like these, uh, I'm going to take some flyers if we're if we end up popping our lineups up here. I got a couple unknowns in here. Well, why don't um, you show your lineup and we'll and I'll tell you that you're a fool for taking. Oh, you one. want me to? All right, hold on a second. You here. have that? I mean, I have mine. <laughs> I have made some changes to mine, and I take out clowns. I've taken out some non-killers. I've taken out some clowns. Eric and I text about this each and every week about the clowns that we. Have <laughs> I mean, there's clowns on tour that we don't want in our rosters. What about you? Do you have some clowns, Josh? Let's look. Check. I got. I got some clowns. Let me. Let me get zoomed in here. So Cantley's no clown. <gasps> Cantley. You got Henley. Wow. Patrick Reed. Look at the two oh. clowns on the bottom there. What Dude, I've never that? heard. I've never. Okay, so he's got Chris Kirk, Cash Game Kirk. We share Cash Game Kirk this week. Cash Game Kirk, of course, seventy-eight hundred dollars. Use him. But Hayden Buckley and Sebastian Janikowski. Who the hell? Goskowski. Uh, I, w- I was going with no. Gutsch Gooski. Eric, I mean, you want to give us give it a shot? Wasn't that? Yeah. He's like the the Patriots kicker is a golfer now? <laughs> he might be. He's a, he's a he's a new guy. Uh I, he's he pops in Look the model. He's number one in my model in 2022 stat model people. Number Your model is flawed. Number one. It might be. <laughs> no, I love that. Find out. You need the, that flyer, dude. This is the lineup, dude. If you don't enter this into the $15 GPP and all those things, then you're a fool because you're going to I win. will be. Now, you're going to win my league for 34 or 50 bucks or whatever it is, and you're going to be, like, pissed that you didn't put this in. You better go throw it's, this in. It's going in there. I can promise you that. Eric, what about you? Click clear on this, Josh, real quick, on your lineup, and then you can just enter because Quagnus doesn't know how to use his computer. I got, I got it already. I sent it to. Uh, I got it. Uh, Here it is. Oh my gosh! You guys are awesome. Look at that. That's how. That's what we're talking about. We got a real program here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so now, Quagmire, his lineup includes John Rom. So you reach to the tippity tip top at eleven thousand three hundred dollars, and you click John Rom, and then you went all the way down real quick, skipped the nine K range altogether, and you went to the Siwoo Kim at eighty three. Of course, you picked. Adam Hadwin, course history guy at 7,900. You got Russell Knox, Lucas Glover, of course. Glover lover. Martins is a Glover lover. Dude loves Glover. And he loves Hoagies going back to Hoagie. So you did it. Are you really going to play this lineup, though? Because we're not beholden to these lineups. This is just for content, too, also for fun. So maybe you want to throw up a lineup that you know in the middle of the summer is going to trigger me, Quagnus. <laughs> and then you're like obviously not going to play it but you throw you like pretend like you're going to play somebody that you know is going to trigger me i think i'm going to do this to you later in the in, in the season so either way we don't really need to play these lineups but there you go you have this lineup right now 
I, I promise to play that. I'm not going to change this lineup. It's it's in. Uh, Martin has made millions of promises, millions of declarations. It's, <laughs> I'm going to make a song for this podcast because I'm a professional guitarist. And I'm going to do this. Oh, no, he's waving off his family because they're like, it's 915. How are you not done with this? Yeah. No, no, shit. This, okay. So you did. Gonna, this is going to go in the, th- in, in the three entry. It's going to stay right in there. Okay. I'm not going to change that lineup. All right, fine. Okay, That's good. the only lineup I've made. No. And I, I, it was the first lineup I made, and I didn't do any questioning. Okay. So. Uh, why do we – now you can see – I can see everybody but Russell Knox, maybe. Are we a Russell Knox guy because of his recent form? Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. And I, I will add this, too, that Hayden Buckley appeared in my model as well with a 12th last week at the Sony Open – uh, you know, gaining off the tee and, uh, you know, lots of good things. You never know what's going to happen, but I like, I, I like to go after random names like that. It's, it's kind of fun. It's exciting, except I usually find the, the ones that are awful. So I hope it's not him. Okay. Here's mine. I got Wolf. Now I was thinking about Wolf. Him. I do. I have a two V two again this week, boys and girls, cause we're doing two V twos in this world. I had a Wolf Tringali Vegas. I like Wolf's 93. Okay. And then Tringali, I'm using. I love Tringali. And I put a lot of money on these guys outright. So I might put the house. I'm thinking the house is going to fall on Wolf, probably. So I've got to use Wolf, right? If the house is on Wolf, you got to use Wolf. Vegas, 81 is a great value. Someone that'll score some DraftKings points for me. Same with Luke List. Now, Luke List, if he can find a putter, he could actually win this tournament. He's played so good lately. Luke List at $8,000. Dude has had. Um, I mean, the stretch he's had is great. After this win at the Corn Ferry Tour, confidence is riding high for Luke List. You got uh, Brian Harmon at seventy nine hundred and Chris Kirk at seventy eight hundred. Listen to this, though. I was torn between Wolf and M, and and then so I wanted to maybe play Jason Day. So this was my original lineup. Now I'll probably play this lineup as well. Maybe I'll do it in our our own uh, DraftKings listener league that we've got going on. We got a listener league now. So go find that link. It's in this. Where is it? It's in the discord. We're trying to make it kind of private at first. There's This is what this is. There's 17 people in it. Anyway. So, uh, but I decided I'm going to go wolf because I can save some money. And then I'm going to not use Jason day because Jason day is probably a fraud or a clown or somebody that wants to look ahead and not care about this week. So then now I'm using the fraud blue list. Yeah. You could save money if you didn't play Tringali. He's not very good. Well, that's the problem, though. Like, he's my anchor. God, 8,900 Tringali. Everybody hates Tringali, and it's great if you love <laughs> DraftKings. This is what happened, Eric. Did we not love Bryson when everyone hated Bryson? We did not love po- we loved Poulter when everyone hated Poulter. Like, you find Patrick Reed, and then everyone hates Patrick Reed, and so we always play Patrick Reed. Nobody likes Billy Horschel. Nobody likes Tringali. These are guys you just find and you just find you you fall in love with. You give him your heart. And Tringali, Josh, how dare you talk shit about Tringali? He's a Jesus loving lover. <laughs> it's only because you like him. That's the only reason I don't like him. But uh, uh but he's good at <laughs> golf. He has potential to do well here in California where he's he grew up in California, I think. So Tringali, truther, right here. Yeah, Tringali and he, and he follows us all on Twitter. I've said this a hundred times. He doesn't though. He did used to, and then you caught him at the right time in like 2017 when he would do that, and now he doesn't do that anymore. Hmm. He used so to I, follow everyone back. 
Yeah. He doesn't do that anymore? No. Huh. wonder what happened. Maybe he doesn't follow me on purpose. <laughs> I saw your mean tweets. Um, what else do we need to talk about before we leave? I think that's pretty much it. Make fun of our lineups. Pricing is an illusion, so maybe you decide. I want to come up with the names, Eric, before pricing comes out. And in your head, I like these three guys or four guys, ten guys. And then all of a sudden, this dude's 7,300. It says, you know, 9,100. He thought he'd be 10K. And then, you know, it is easier to make decisions once you make decisions before the pricing. Sometimes pricing pushes you because that's what you said. It's an obstacle towards building your roster that you want. Pricing I did say that. inhibits your desires. I did say that, and I think it's true. And did that help? I didn't do that. You said you were going to do that. You pulled up the betting board, I assume. Or did you just fill up, pull up the field list? No, I used betting board. Yeah. Did that help? No. <laughs> and then I pivoted off a bunch of people. So I'll probably have tilt. I'll probably have massive tilt. Yeah, you're gonna have massive tilt, and that's fine. And that you know, it's a weekly process. <laughs> really, it's it's not just a weekly process; a monthly process of tilting. It's a yearly. Pro- We've been doing this for years now, of just tilting, knowing you're giving me shit constantly. About Kate. You were in a meeting, and all of a sudden, you're like, "What the fuck?" After Thursday, <laughs> no, no, I had a listening. I came out in. It was like nine texts from Martin's. It was like, he got a hole in one. He's now eight under. I was driving, like trying to read these. And I pulled my car over and I was like, I have to respond to this. And I have to decide, wait a minute. You didn't play Furyk and you are not mad about it? Or no, you were like, how can I be as cruel as possible to Eric right now? What did you want to not playing Furyk? <laughs> I was You're like, an idiot. And then like, are you choking me? No, that's because we're good and friends. And then you're like, I'm not tilting because he'll be bad by the end of the Sunday. And then guess what? And I was right. Yeah, he was bad. <laughs> he was bad by Sunday. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. That's All right. Funny. That's it, boys and girls. The uh, We got more stuff next week. We'll always do this each and every Tuesday night on YouTube live together as friends, as golf guys. Go to remember manscaped.com and use that promo code golfguys20 to get yourself 20% off. That's 20% off manscaped.com just in time for Valentine's Day. You know, get yourself ready. Absolutely. All right, thanks for watching, liking, subscribing. Hit that music, Josh. I'm going to play the air guitar because we don't give a shit. We have fun. I don't know what you're playing right now, but it was a know, bass guitar. We gotta work on that. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Ownership's projection show.